The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. So the Positive Talk Radio, I'm very, very excited. I don't have not, to my knowledge and my limited knowledge of what I've done in the past, I don't think I've ever had someone do what uh, Christine does. And so we're going to be talking with her for the entire hour. She does uh, some really interesting things and some great work. Um, and it's all surrounds energy and how she uses it um, from her connections from the other side. And we're going to talk about that. She's also a member of uh, Alison Roberts entourage and is going to be at uh, behind the power, which is the event that is happening on um, October 19th through the 21st. And I highly recommend that you go. That's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, and this one is from Boston. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's like all over the world. So uh, Christine, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you, Kevin. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here because I just love, I love what you do. And uh, you work with animals and you, you, you do what's called soul painting. You've mm -hmm. talked to, you've worked with people that uh, are close to passing on that can't speak anymore. And mm -hmm. by the way, Carrie says, hello, friends. And let me bring that up. And, mm -hmm. oh, and uh, Christy says, uh, but you're amazing. You're simply amazing. Aww. So sweet. Hello, my beautiful friends, Christine, Carrie. So it nice to so, be here. <laughs> absolutely. It is so nice that that uh, your whole group supports each other in, in like no other. And that's that's just really cool. Yes, it is amazing. You know, we really um, are here to support each other and lift each other up when we're feeling down and just remind each other how amazing we are and how magical we are and how gifted we are so yeah it's a beautiful uh group to be a part of absolutely speaking of gifts let's talk about yours but first of all uh <laughs> here is uh milkbone says hello to <laughs> whoever milkbone is used to be a dog treat we used to give <laughs> Hi, John. Hi, Milkbone. Milkbone is uh, my beautiful 13-year-old English Springer Spaniel. Oh, um, he's black and white, and he's my heart and soul, and I absolutely adore and love him. They are great dogs. They just really are. Yes, they are. So I would like you to tell me, um, did you meet Allison first, or did you have these gifts from childhood, and then at one point in time, you and Allison crossed paths? Well, I always had these gifts. Um, they definitely have evolved as I've gotten older. Um, there was a time where I shut off my gifts um, because of a um, 
image that I saw uh, that scared me. And um, I came back to my gifts back in 2007. And um, they've just been growing and evolving as I grow and evolve. And I met Allison two years ago is when I started working with her. So she's helped um, give me tools that have helped me really uh, get in touch with myself and really trust my intuition along with uh, animal communication, which I was actually stepped into first. By the way, I'm not going to let you get away with not telling me what that image was, by the way. Okay. <laughs> because so, because, and, and let me preface it by saying that there are lots of people that have innate gifts that they're born with and they grow up with them and their mom and dad say, don't you talk about that kind of thing because people are going to think we're crazy and, and don't, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, so a lot of people turn it off Mm -hmm. and they never turn it back on again, but you, but so your story of how it turned off and Mm -hmm. then how you started up again is relevant and has, I think some good opportunity for people to say, you know, that maybe that's me. Maybe I could go down this path a little bit. So tell me about that image. Right. Well, let me um, preface it by saying this trigger warning for some people, potentially. Um, It was around Christmas time. I was at my sister's house. Uh, Her in-laws were there and I was sitting across from her brother-in-law and I was sitting on the floor And um, he had um, issues, uh, mental issues um, for a long time. And as I was sitting there, it was like a movie that played in my head. I saw him go into his bedroom, pull out this long black case. um, And I saw him pull out a shotgun and I saw him take his life. And I knew it was going to be on a Wednesday. I knew it was going to be at three o'clock. And I knew it was going to be the Wednesday before Super Bowl. Um, so I ran upstairs to tell my sister. And I'm like, she's going to think I'm crazy. So I didn't say anything. And that day came, that Wednesday before Super Bowl came. And when I got home from school, because I was in college at the time, um, my parents sat me down and told me that he took his life just as I saw it happen at the time that I saw it happen. And I felt such a tremendous amount of guilt um, because I felt like it was my fault because I didn't say anything. Um, So that's when I shut it off. I had looked up to God and said, if this is the way it's going to be, I don't want these gifts because I didn't have anybody to teach me and guide me. So I didn't know what to do with that information. I didn't know how to, you know, present that to other people. So I just shut it off and was like, I'm done. And then I got to a point where I wasn't feeling anything. I wasn't happy. I wasn't sad. I wasn't angry. I wasn't anything. And so (laughs) may this be a cautionary tale as well. um, I looked up to God again and said, I want to feel something because it didn't feel right. It felt unnatural not feeling anything. So I said, I want to feel everything. I want to feel the good, the bad, the indifferent, all of it. And I want to feel it to the extreme. Uh Uh-oh. I got my wish. (laughs) (laughs) I got what I asked for. (laughs) And and I'm just here to tell you that whenever that you have that conversation with God, they will do whatever they can or the, the, the source, the universe, however you want to call it. Yeah. They'll do whatever they can to make you happy. 
Oh. And if you if you want to be turned on like that, they'll do everything that they can to make you happy. Yep. They definitely turned me on and I didn't know what was happening to me. So that's when I started having anxiety and panic attacks and they were pretty severe. Um, and I was, you know, heavy at the time, heavier at the time. And, you know, I thought I was dying the first time I had um, a panic attack because, you know, my left arm was going numb. I couldn't breathe. Keep in mind, I hadn't slept for a whole week. I hadn't eaten really anything. And I was consuming a lot of caffeine that week that that happened. And um, from that day forward, I, anything would trigger me. A horror movie. I used to watch horror movies. I used to listen to heavy metal music at stop both um, because everything, every little thing was triggering me. And what I didn't understand at the time was that all the energy from the universe and around me was coming into me and I didn't know it wasn't mine. So I didn't know how to process it. And I didn't have teachers until much later. So and and just just as a and as, as an aside if you are someone who has gifts like you do mm -hmm. and you don't know how to channel them and or turn them off or to turn them away and to protect yourself energetically mm -hmm. from other people and other things and other then it 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 can actually drive you crazy if you if you're not very careful oh absolutely and i think that's why a lot of people you know have substance abuse, you know, whether it's alcohol or it's drugs or in my case, food, you know, or it's, it's a sex addiction or something. They, they try to find something that's going to numb out all of those feelings and emotions that they're feeling and not understanding that maybe they're not theirs to begin with, you know, and they absorb them into their body. And like, even in my case, hold on to those, which causes physical ailments and disease yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. And when did you reach the conclusion that you needed some, somebody who understood what you were going through? By the way, before we go there, I just want to make sure that that everybody understands that that uh, even though that you saw what happened to him when he took his own life, mm -hmm. there's not much or anything that you could have done to solve it or to change it. You know, you, you see those Hollywood movies where they say, I see the future, and then they, they work to actively change it. It, it doesn't work that way. Mm -mm. It doesn't. And if he was going to take his own life, he was going to take his own life regardless. And all that you could have done is, is the only thing that you may have been able to do is to, is to try and talk to him, but he probably wasn't going to listen to you either. Mm -mm. So, so it wasn't your fault in any way. Yeah. I, I didn't understand that until much later that, you know, even if I could have prevented it at that time, he still may have taken his life after that, you know, and I've really learned that we don't go anytime before or after we're meant to right. or how we're meant to. Right. And that was, I have a good friend that is a psychic medium and she says that there are certain doors <clears throat> along the course corridor of our life and we can take we can decide to take an exit door when we want to mm -hmm. um, and and stuff. So that's, that's exactly what, what you're saying. So, yeah. uh, but, but then you d determined that you were going to figure out how to make this all work. How did you figure out how to make this all work? Well, it actually started. Um, I had no idea. So I'm an empath, which means I feel things from other people. I feel the energy 
a psychic, as the story I just told, and a very hypersensitive intuitive. Um, so I was in massage school and I started to learn how to ground myself. And that was the first time that anyone had ever taught me anything like that. And I was introduced to a woman who taught different skills. Um, so I went through her classes and everything. Um, but then I ended up finding um, another teacher later on, a few years later. And I went through her courses. She calls them her ABC courses and, you know, basically teaching how to ground and to be in your body and how to move the energy through you. Um, so I was ha gaining all these tools as I was moving along, but they always felt like there was something missing. Mm. You know, there was something missing. There was a link missing. And I didn't understand what that was until um, I started going through unapologetic power, you know, and that really gave me that missing link. And it, because I was focusing so much on the spiritual end of things that I was missing the actual mind work. And I think the mind work and the spirituality together um, to me is uh, the perfect combination. And that really helped me to get myself back into my body to understand myself better and to still have that spirituality. So it's, it's, the, the right combination for me. That's when, so you found the answer to the question, which was how mm -hmm. can I control this? Mm -hmm. Because it's driving me crazy. Oh you know? yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and so at what point in this process did you, uh, did you run into Allison or did you seek her out or what she was, how did you, how did you get to the, you know, the program that she does, mm -hmm. which is happening again, this coming coming up real quick mm -hmm. in August, which mm -hmm. is the uh, what's the name of it again? Painless pivots to power. Painless pivots to power, and that's it's twenty seven bucks. It's not a big mm -hmm. deal, and then it's like the three days that you get to have time with Allison and the other mm -hmm. people that are there, and you can determine whether or not working with her is a good fit for you, right? Oh, absolutely, and I've done painless pivots to power many times in the last two years, and each time. I attend, I have these new aha moments, you know, because you can hear information, you know, once, twice, a hundred thousand times, but it's not until you're ready to be open to that information, to actually absorb it and be like, oh my gosh, I get it now. Okay. I understand it now, you know, and it's through this healing process that you get to these points and, and you get to these different levels of healing and understanding. And it's amazing. And actually, I met, um, I was in uh, communication with All Life University. Um, and that's how I met Allison. And um, I was at that point um, that I was ready to change. I was ready and willing to change. I had just gone through um, losing my father. Um, so I was like, helping him during his process of being sick and going through that process of transitioning. And I completely lost myself in that process because I gave everything I had to helping him and my mom. And in 2020s, when I lost six relatives, um, none due to COVID, 
And I had met Allison, I think, two months after I lost my father. So, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss and losing losing six. You so you almost lost a whole generation. I had lost um, my dad, an uncle, two aunts, a cousin, and my sister in law's mom. You know, it's interesting. When I was a kid, by the way, painless pivots to power is august 17th through the 19th go to allisonroberts.com you can sign up for it there and i highly recommend that you do it everybody that has gone through that now is part of uh behind the power uh, or not everybody but a lot of a lot of you like there are 13 speakers you're going to be doing some incredible stuff there uh and showcasing your gifts Yes. And uh, and and John is speaking, Carrie's speaking, Christy's speaking, uh, Michelle speaking. A bunch of a bunch of folks, and most of them have been here. They'll be here again. Um, and so that that course is really pivotal to, and maybe that's why they call it painless pivots to power. <laughs> it is pivotal pivotal in changing your life. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely life changing. It just opens you up to the possibilities of what your life can be like and what it's meant to be like, you know, and that you don't have to suffer. I mean, let's be real. Like the healing never ends. The healing, healing is constant, you know, throughout your whole life, but you can live your best life. And I think that's a good starting point is going to painless pivots to power. And it's only $27, which is really not that much money to invest in yourself. And you need to start someplace in investing in yourself. And Mm -hmm. if you're feeling like you're lost, the the cool thing is, is that there's a bunch of folks there. It's like a community. Mm -hmm. Everybody talks openly and honestly about what's going on with them. And so you can either sit there and listen to stuff that may sound eerily familiar to you, or Mm -hmm. you can participate and and learn a lot of stuff and and allison as a group facilitator is just phenomenal absolutely absolutely she is and she really she kicks our butt but with compassion and love and you know it's really a place where you can be vulnerable and you can really understand and i think this is really key a lot of times that you're not alone and that everybody goes through similar situations feelings and thoughts and that sort of thing maybe the actual situation isn't the same but those feelings and those, you know, thoughts that you have are very similar and you're not alone. And she is a compassionate butt kicker. I, I like that term. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. And uh, um, she's compassionate because she cares. Yes. And she also does, isn't going to allow you to make excuses for yourself. No, absolutely not. She'll definitely call you out when you're hiding or... You know, if you're trying to avoid things, she absolutely calls you out on that. So and it's a good thing. And it's it's a good way. And she really, you know, illuminates those um, blind spots. Like when you're just like stuck or you feel like you're stuck and you just don't know why, you know, she really is able to bring light to that so that you can have that awareness so that you can do the healing and move forward. Yeah. And she's extraordinarily intuitive as well. Yes. So, which I think most of the best coaches now she's, she's been awarded the one of the top hundred coaches in the world two years in a row, mm-hmm. uh, in a particular uh, publication. And, and so it's really is important to, if you're going to be working with a coach, but work with a good one. And, uh, mm-hmm. and she's, and you know, not everybody's suited for everybody, but she's suited for most. 
Yes. And she does a really extraordinary job. <laughs> Definitely. So tell me about, you got to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And then you started to do uh, soul paintings and you started mm-hmm. to do all of these, these intuitive expressions of yourself. Tell us about, and the animal communication and all of that. Tell us about how that all came about and formed. Uh, and because that can be educational for somebody that's mm-hmm. kind of trying to think and maybe, I don't know, you know, kind of thing. Right. Well, I found um, communication with all life university after my father had, almost passed in 2019. Um, And I was helping him along with my mother and my brother and, you know, the medical field to rehabilitate him and to get him back to, you know, some semblance of who he was. And I had gone to this medical, uh, metaphysical store and they were having an animal communication class. I had no idea what I was signing up for. In the beginning, um, I'm like, hey, yeah, I want to learn how to talk to my dog, Milkbone, better because I felt really disconnected, you know, because I was throwing so much myself into my father's care and that I wasn't caring for myself and everything else was put on the back burner. And it turned out to be a seven-day course that, again, I had no idea what I was signing up for. Um, But it turned out, hey, I could actually communicate with animals and pick up information And initially it was a lot of imagery and I could do um, medical scans. And that was something that I was really good at initially over just getting the essence of the animal, meaning their like personality and that sort of thing. And it's an 18 month program that I went through. And the more I did it, the better I got at it and the more confident I became at communicating. And um, it was during, she, she has, um, two nine day sessions, um, that she holds these intensives and in the October intensive is when we were focusing more on those animals who have passed. And I was, it was interesting when I was connecting to some of the animals, they would actually bring me through their passing. So I felt and saw what they saw and what they felt as they were passing and going to the other side. And it was really interesting, the imagery and information that, that they sent me. And I really fell in love with that, um, which is interesting because at some point in time in my life, I became afraid of death, which I wasn't afraid of before. And now I, I'm excited to communicate with those who have crossed over, you know, so it's just really interesting how that happened. <laughs> Can you explain some of the imagery that you were feeling of the animals as they were crossing over? Sure. I had one um, dog that I was communicating with, and it seems like with each passing, everything turns black first. Like everything would just be black. And then there was this one dog where everything was black, and it was like I was in space. And there was this long road and there was clouds on either side of the road. And I saw the animal unzip out of their physical body and step out of it. I'm getting chills just talking about it. And I saw him walk down this path and everything just opened up and such an intense feeling of peace 
just came over me. And all I could saw, all I saw was this, this brilliant, bright field of green and mountains and waterfalls and everything was just, it's like everything was brighter. Everything was more intense, but it was just so peaceful at the same time. Now, every animal that I've communicated with, their passing is different. Sometimes there's confusion when they get into that dark spot or like I can see their physical life and I can see it just kind of like fading away in a sense. But where they ultimately end up is always some brilliant, bright, peaceful place. It's, it's truly amazing. Now, are they still in the, uh, are they still a dog as an example? Um, I'd have to say yes, because that's how I see them. And that's how their energy was here. So that's how they're showing themselves to me. So, yes. It's very interesting because now let me ask you, do you fear death now after, after that? Kind of yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about that just a little bit because uh, why? What 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 about death scares you at this point? Um, I think maybe it's not necessarily death that scares me. I think it's the process of going through the dying process. Like, I think because my father had um, heart failure when he passed. That's something that scares me a lot is having that heart failure and that pain and that transitioning. And I know it, it, it sounds a little crazy and a little cuckoo because <laughs> I do work with animals and humans who have crossed over. I think I just need to find when that started, you know, and what stories I created around that and start healing that. And I just haven't pinpointed that yet. So. <laughs> and that and that's one of the things that Allison does with you really, really well. Mm -hmm. And she'll say, you know, and she'll she'll go back with you in your past and mm -hmm. find out when that was. And it mm -hmm. probably has to do with the loss of your father, loss of so many other people yeah. that are that are in your life. That uh, and uh, as John said, that uh, um, that twenty twenty was a very difficult year for you. Yes. Um, and uh, and but then that's also. Um, where Christine or where uh, Carrie says she met you in the uh, in the animal communication school. Yes, and actually, a lot of us in Allison's program are from uh, animal communication, and that's how we got into the program. So. Well, you know, and I think <laughs> that animal communication is—it's not that it's easier, but it's a lot more straightforward. Um, they 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 don't humans have on have a tendency to kind of mess things up where animals it's just really straightforward and it's pictures and this is what they want and it's pretty black and white it's you know and, and that kind of thing isn't it well, isn't, isn't that true well there are animals who i've had animals that um because of their loyalty didn't want to speak to me um to their loyalty to their owner or oh, really? I shouldn't say owner because it's really not an owner relationship. It's a family relationship. So right. because of their loyalty to their family, like they didn't want to speak to me. So it was, it's just like with any being, it's just like giving them that confidence that it's okay and it's safe to speak to me. 
And if they don't, that's okay. And whether it's animal or human, they only show me what they want me to know. Right. Like, so with me, they may tell me one thing, but like with Carrie, they'll tell her something else. So it's, right. it's really up to the, to the spirit and to the being, what their comfort level is with the communicator and what information that they're open and willing to share with them. So Now, I, I think, getting to talk more about death, I think death is far easier than being born. Because if you, if, if you think about it, if you were in being born and you were, and you were being squeezed through this little itty bitty teeny place <laughs> and you were, and you, you were getting stuck in it and stuff, whereas death is more just like a freeing, freeing yeah. of the soul. And, uh, and you just, and you just go. And uh, at least I think it's, I think it's easier, uh, but that's, that's just me. I haven't done it yet this time. <laughs> So I'll have to wait until when I do it, I'll come back and tell you. How about that? Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> and I think that's why we don't remember our birth, you know, because it is a traumatic experience, you know, being born yep. and coming into the physical world. So, and yeah. it's warm and it's nice and then it's cold and then it's <laughs> bright and it's, and there are all these people grabbing you and doing stuff. It's like, being born is, is is hard, and then they they take this little thing and put it up your nose, and you know, and, and then you just have to start breathing, and you didn't have to do that before. And think of all the things that you have to do when you're being born that right. didn't, didn't have to do when um um that you when you pass away because um like I know that when my dad did that he was surrounded by um his loved ones. And I was talking to somebody recently, and I don't know if this has happened to you, if you've been around somebody who's passed, but as she was saying, she was a registered nurse, and she was saying that many, many, many people at one time and within the last couple, three days of their life will point to a place and start talking to people either in gibberish or actually talking to people from the other side because the veil is thinning and they're coming for them. I can't think of anything more exciting than that, quite frankly. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because my father had fallen the Friday um, before he had passed and hit his head. He was a big man and he was stuck in this tiny little bathroom for over an hour until the paramedics could get there and get him up you know, into the emergency room. And he was on dialysis at the time. Um, so I took him to dialysis the day he fell. He couldn't finish because of his back. Um, so I took him on Saturday. Saturday, he was more himself. Um, but then Sunday, um, from what I'm told, he was just in so much pain that he's like, I just want to die. And in animal communication, we learn energy healing. It's called scalar wave. So a friend of mine um, was doing scalar wave with me on my father on that Sunday. And you're going through the energy fields through the body. So like the different chakras and you're spinning them and clearing them and clearing the energy in the body. And when we started at his first chakra, to me, it looked like a shoveled up piece of coal. Mm. And then as we got to the throat chakra, I saw this red band going around it. And when I got to his seventh chakra, 
um, I saw him on this slab as if he were a king or a knight. He was dressed in the chainmail. He had um, like the tunic on. It was blue and silver. Mm-hmm. And he had the sword in front of him. And there were all these tiny little white flowers around him. So I knew he was going to pass. I just didn't know when. I, I didn't have specifics. And actually the October before, I I had known that he was going to die around that time. I just didn't have a specific date and time. Um, so that Monday I was going over to help, you know, try to work on his back. Cause I've been through massage therapy and, um, I'm not certified, but I'm nationally certified. Um, and to help my mother and whatever. And my sister was there. He ate breakfast. He was his normal self. He, he was alert. Um, he got up to go and change and get ready for dialysis and he got stuck. So me and my brother had to get him out of the bathroom and he was looking over my shoulder and he just had this blank look on his face. And it's like, I knew, I knew right then and there, he was looking at angels behind me. And so he took him to dialysis. Unfortunately, he spent his last four hours there of life, um, which was a place he hated more than anything. Um, my brother was the one that would pick him up from dialysis. I ended up going, my sister went, he was in the ambulance. He passed in the ambulance of heart failure. Um, but then they rushed him to the emergency room and they allowed us to be in the room with him. And as soon as I touched his feet, I knew he was already gone and they were still doing CPR on him. You know, I didn't say it out loud, but I had looked at the nurse and I was like, you can stop. He's gone. He's not here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So you got a firsthand knowledge of, of the moment that your dad uh, passed away. <clears throat> but since that time, has mm -hmm. he come back to say hi to you? <laughs> yes, I hear him once in a while. He's always on this side of me. Um, I grew up Catholic, so I go to church every week with my mom. Um, and especially after he initially passed and when we could actually go back to church again, you know, after the pandemic and everything, I could feel him. I could feel him next to me and feel him holding my hand, like during the Our Father and that sort of thing. And I always knew he was with me. And we actually had gone to, um, to see, uh, a medium and like, she didn't connect with him directly but I could feel him behind me. I mean, it was warm in this venue and everything was just icy cold around me to the point where I was shivering and I knew he was there. So yeah, I, I, I sense him a lot. And especially if I go on walks, he talks to me. By the way, John says that you are so brave to talk about this, Christine. I know how difficult it is for you even today. Oh, thank and you, John. It, it, it is a... Yeah. heartfelt thing and i'm and, and thank you for sharing that with us because sure. it is so important that you know death is a part of life mm -hmm. and uh, i happen to believe that it's a easy transition and that um i lost my mother a year ago this last month and my brother a year ago before that and uh, i know that they're still i <laughs> i know that they're around mm -hmm. uh, i know that they have had an epiphany because things are slightly different than they 
thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, my mother was a fundamentalist Christian. And so it was in her world. It was like, why are there so many people up here? Uh, because she, she thought there was a, you know, that there were a bunch of people in hell as well. Mm. Uh, now, growing up Catholic, that had to be a bit of a conflict for you in the work that you do and the um, into it, which is another reason why you probably shut it down when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but now that you're you're open to it and you're working through it and you're and you're using your gifts in real creative ways. And I love what you're doing. So let's 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 talk about your creativity um let's talk about your paintings okay well the funny thing i'm sorry go ahead go ahead go ahead um the funny thing is i've never painted before prior to this in my life um but you do you do do really well i'm looking at i'm looking at by the way if you want to follow along with us you can go to noelchristine.com um and that's n-o-e-l-l-e christine Dot com and uh, look at the portfolio page she's got a bunch of, um, of of paintings that she's done that she doesn't charge nearly enough uh, for by the way <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> Allison and I are of the same mind as far as that goes um, <laughs> but uh, um, they're they're beautiful Thank and you. and they're you know you have I don't know where you got this but you have a synergistic way of doing it because your lines are very precise. How did you get to, how did you know how to do that? <laughs> well, like I said, I've never painted before in my life. And I say that um, my father have had gave me life twice in his lifetime. Once when I was born and once when he passed away. Um, and I say that because he opened up that space for me to actually find my purpose and my passion And it was five months after he had passed that I really connected with my emotions. And it was like a freight train hit me. Um, It was such a dark, dark place. I felt like I was never going to get out of it. And I didn't know how to get out of it. And I ate my emotions and just got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. It was just so much. It just felt so chaotic that I found online a program, which was a 22 day painting and meditation, and they were painting the female Buddha Tara. And so with, you would paint 21 layers and it was, or 22 layers. And with each layer, you were connecting with a different aspect of the female Buddha. And with each aspect, I would have this like emotional release before I even looked at what the information was before I even connected to anything. I would go into the basement. I would have this big emotional release. And then I would watch the video and do the painting. Um, And it was like, wow, this is the first time I've ever done this. And by the end of it, it was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. This is what I need to do. And it wasn't until having a one-on-one with Allison that I connected the animal communication and the painting to do um, the soul paintings, to paint the rainbow bridges. She so put it initially. And I was like, wow, yeah, I can do this with animals and humans and, and just really bring some peace and healing to people. So I don't, the paintings 
come to me when I initially connect to the person that I'm communicating with. So I don't call myself a medium. I call myself a communicator because that's what I'm doing. I'm communicating with this other being and they show me an image. And that image is the image that I sketch out. And then on the underneath of the painting, I write down the messages that they have for the person. And then I paint the painting over it. Oh, wow. Can they read it? Well, I take a picture of it so that they can see what's underneath. And then they have the after painting, you know, what comes after. Sometimes you can kind of see what I wrote underneath, depending on the painting and the image that I'm given. That's that's really a cool idea. And, and so you have the session and then you sketch it out and then you go away and, and you do the painting and then you give it to them the next day kind of thing. Well, I, what I do is I initially connect a house. So I have a zoom meeting with the person that I'm um, communicating for. So a half an hour before I get on there, I connect with the person. So all I need is their name. I don't need anything else. I don't need an image or anything. Right. So I just get into my body. I ground myself and I connect with their energy. And the first image that pops into my head is what I draw. And 90, 100% of the time, it makes no sense to me. But it always makes sense to the person. So when I'm on the Zoom call with them, I show them the picture that I've drawn. And sometimes their jaw will just drop to the floor and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's what you drew. Because it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know the person. Right. So, for example, when I did this on stage last year at Behind the Power, I was given a name. And I had this image of, like, all this light. And it was, like, Mary. And she had, like, um, the heart. So, the Immaculate Heart. Mm -hmm. And when I got on stage, I showed the person. And he said, yeah, that's my church. We, I go to the Immaculate Heart. Or whatever <laughs> church, and everybody's like, oh, you know. And at the time, I'm like, oh my god, I'm even surprised. <laughs> so all of these paintings have got a story attached to them. Then. Yes, they do. Yes. And do. tell me, tell me the story behind the. Let me describe the painting for you. <laughs> okay. And you and you can see if you. It's a ladder, and going up into. It looks like it's going into space, uh, but then there's a bright light. And there's an individual standing at the top of the ladder and there's the bright light that is shining. And it's like, you're walking up the, to, to meet somebody. Does that, does that make sense to you? It's a, it's a train track and there's like, okay. yeah, the, the, um, it's the, like coming out of the cave or the tunnel kind of thing. And that brilliant being is actually Jesus. Ah. So yes, I did that for um one of my friends. I believe it was her father. Was it her father or her husband? Oh my god, I can't remember. <laughs> now, what was it? What was the, the in their frame of mind and in their thoughts when you were drawing this? What was their what was going on with them? But the essence was basically that you know you're coming out of this darkness, you're coming out of a tunnel. And, you know, you're, you're on the right path in your life, you know, and Jesus is there watching over you, you know, and, and that, that person was okay. And to let their loved one know that they were okay and that they're safe and how much they love them and how much at peace they were at, you know, where they are. 
so yeah, it's it's really a lot of messages of confirmation of their love and affection for the person. It's a lot of confirmation of that they're okay where they are, that they're still with them. And it's really a confirmation lots of times that people are on the right path and just giving them information about their own life, the person who's still physically here. Yeah. You know, I find it really interesting that there are, there are lots of people who don't necessarily believe when you tell them that it, that there are people waiting for that, that they're okay on the other side. Uh, and they need they need validation from someone like you or John Edward or um, Matthew Stapley or somebody that is a psychic medium. I just want to know that they're okay. And to a person, they have always said, and I I'm paraphrasing here, but mm -hmm. they're the they're perfectly fine. They're home. Mm -hmm. We're the one that we need. To, we're the ones that we need to worry about because mm -hmm. we've got this dense energy and we've got this negativity and we've got all this stuff going on. They're fine over there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, do you find that to be the case as well? Absolutely. And even um, going back to my dad again, it's like when he passed, it's like I found out that he finally realized who I am as a person and as a being like he didn't understand me fully right. here in the physical world but when he was able to shed that physical body right he became pure love and that's who we all are we are pure love and he just was open up to that and he was able to see me and accept me and love me exactly for who i am so he's able to give me that love and share that love with me so that i can be more open to receiving love and more willing to give that pure love to other people around me. So yeah, absolutely. That was a wonderful gift he gave you. Yes, very much so. He's given me many gifts and I'm and, so grateful for him. And he will continue to because mm -hmm. he's with you all the time. And he's, by the way, you do know that he's very pleased with the person that you are. <laughs> Yes, I do know that now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever doubt it? Oh, of course. Absolutely. I mean, I'm human, you know, so I have my doubts and, you know, I mean, we've had, we had our conflict. He wasn't perfect. I'm not perfect. We had conflict when he was here in the physical world. I mean, it wasn't all the time, um, but it's, it, it's really having that understanding now of, who he is even and having that understanding of, you know, his, his core being and looking beyond those, those human imperfections, you know, I got to ask you because it's, it's, it's important to me um, that when we go to the other side and we are, we are, for lack of a better term, sloughing off the dirt and the grime and that we experience here in life, are we at our essence the same people that we were here, or do we change fundamentally into what our bigger soul is, or is our bigger soul? Oh, this is deeper than I thought. Is <laughs> our bigger soul really who we really are, and that is why we present ourselves the way we present ourselves? 
we are always who we really are at the core. You know, it's it's here in the physical world that we learn to deny our true essence and our true being. And we create these stories and we create these habits um, to survive, you know, because on our human side, we have the ego and we want to be accepted and we want to be loved and all these things, you know, but then we have these, we're taught not to um, honor who we really are at the core because we have to fit into what society says we have to look like and be like and how we're supposed to dress and speak and all these other things. And, you know, it's, it's, us as this, this human form that creates these blocks and these obstacles saying, well, you need to be wealthy to be accepted, or you need to be this to be accepted, or you need to be that to be accepted. So we move away from what our core essence really is. And it's through doing the intuitive work and, and doing this work like we do in Unapologetic Power that we're able to see that all of that's just an illusion and that we can go back to who we really are and that we can shine our light so brightly into this world and, and just take those steps to come back to ourselves and, and to be more authentic and that we can bring healing to others through our experiences and through the knowledge and to share that with everybody. And it's not that one is greater than the other, that we are all the same. We just all have different skills and different knowledge that we are here to share with other people. You know, I'm looking at your portfolio here of all of these things. You have got lots and lots of pictures that have either a heart mm -hmm. or they say love or and uh, and. Yes, mm -hmm. or love and light um, you. So that is what comes through to you from the other side is is all about love and light absolutely because that's who we really are at our core you know you know it's interesting that i've been talking to a lot of people and i interview a ton of people all the time mm -hmm. and i am so blessed because everybody you know you, you've never met other people that i've interviewed but you all say the same thing mm -hmm. and it's and especially the intuitive ones they all say the same thing and it's all coming from the same source. It's all coming from the other side and it's all speaking the same language. It's not like you guys are making it up as, as an individual, it's a collective and everybody active as acting as the collective is putting it all together. And I just, I just find it fascinating that you can say the same thing that somebody else will say and almost verbatim and you will have never met them. Mm -mm. That is really cool. Yeah, because it's truth. It's it's the truth of um, being a being. You know, that's our truth. You know, and that's the core thing is love and light, love and light. You know, and I think we learn how to not be love and light, you know, and we allow other people's opinions or other people's thoughts to influence us if we're not confident enough in who we are you know what i'm saying oh absolutely and you know what kills me is that 
they're coming to you with a negative thing that they picked up from somebody else who gave them the negative thing who came from somebody else who gave them the negative thing and it's like generational and it's long term and it's it's just how we act from generation to generation and there are more and more of you that are breaking that generational cycle and rather than allowing that to go to another generation you're stopping it here that's where we're going to make the biggest change in the world Absolutely. You know, and that's why we're here um, is to be that reflection to other people and show them who they really are and that everything else is just an illusion and that all the pain and the hurt and all the angst that we feel isn't even ours. You know, it's, it is generational and it is moved up because we only know what we've learned. We're, we only know what we've been taught, you know, and unless you're open and willing enough to say, hey, this isn't how I want to be or think or feel anymore and find people to help you break out of that, to find that light, to find that love, you're going to be stuck in that place, you know. Yes, you will until you're not. Until you're not, yeah. You know, and eventually you you won't be, but it might take longer than you want it to, which is hence the amount of change that people experience over time mm-hmm. um, grows because they we all want to grow and experience more and to experience life in a, in a really meaningful, positive way. Mm-hmm. And really, that's the point of being here is to grow and to learn. And sometimes you have to be under that pressure to really f- see who you really are, to see your strengths and your courage and, and to witness your own vulnerability you know, and that's how you grow and you become a more higher level being. You're pretty awesome, young lady. You know that? <laughs> oh, thank you. You're pretty <laughs> awesome yourself. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Well, see, my, my mission in life is to bring people like you, like John, like Anna, like Carrie, like uh, um, Michelle, Christy, You know, my job is to bring people like you to other people so that they can, they can, you can, they can relate with you. Mm -hmm. Um, You, you, you used to eat your emotions as an example. And there are a lot of people that do that. Mm -hmm. I, I now I, what do emotions taste like when you eat them? (laughs) Uh, Kind of good at the moment, but I pay for it later. <laughs> exactly, and and are, are are emotions better with barbecue sauce or ketchup? Uh, well, depends what you're eating it with. <laughs> some, of the, some of the biggest questions of our time are emotions better with barbecue sauce. That's, now, there's a bumper sticker. sticker. <laughs> oh, you crack me up. <laughs> That'd be so much fun. Um, We've been talking with uh, um, what the hell is your name? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Christine. I had to I had to go to the dentist today, and uh, so I'm a little a little out of sorts, not not badly, but um, it's it's such a pleasure talking with you. Oh, yeah. it's been so much fun talking to you too, and see your light worker because you're bringing all of us light workers together. So you're facilitating that. So thank you for what you do. It's much appreciated. Well, I thank you. I thank you very much. And and it's really is my absolute pleasure um, because you guys are so gifted and what you have um, is so needed. And uh, it's like, it's like uh, when Harry met Sally. Did you remember that movie? 
Yeah. <laughs> and the the lunch scene where uh, where uh, Sally is pretending to have you know the big O, mm-hmm. and the lady at the at the other uh, table says, "I'll have what she's having." Yep. I, <laughs> I really I really feel that a lot of people will listen to this interview or watch this interview and go, "I want what Christine has." It's pretty cool. Well, I hope that people will realize what they already have and the beautiful gifts that they have within them and to um, be able to reflect that to the outside world because they they are all beautiful souls and they all have their own special gifts to share with the world and they're all beautiful. You know, I was going to ask you to, I was going to set myself aside and let you say anything you wanted to say to our audience. And you just did. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that is the absolute most beautiful thing um, that you just said. So say it again, if you can even remember it. (laughs) You know, it's, it's nice if, if somebody wants to be like me or have the gifts I have, but everybody has their own special, beautiful gifts and their own light to share with the world and they are all valuable and they are all beautiful and they have something that somebody else needs to help lift them up and to make their life better and more beautiful and that they are all loved and nobody's alone. And I love everybody so very much, so much love to you and everybody watching. <laughs> it is pretty cool that, that you are who you are and, and that you've got so many good friends now behind the power is a program that is going to be in October. It's in, it's in Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, there are still tickets available. Mm -hmm. It's a three day program, three day seminar. You can stay in the hotel and I highly suggest you do because I think the most powerful things will happen between like five and 9 PM after each session is, has ended because people are going to be sitting around talking about um, things and there'll be a lot of, opening up i think that'll happen yeah and i think that's something that happened last year there was just so much love and support that allowed um everybody just to be vulnerable and just to be who they are and i think that's really uplifting and and really gives people the opportunity to get in touch with themselves and really make that decision that choice and and be willing to say you know what i want to be like this all the time like i want to fix those traumas and and heal those traumas even not even fix them just to heal those traumas and to be more of who i am so that i can be better for myself and the world around me and it's it's such a beautiful thing and i'm excited to meet people new people and i hope to see everybody there and i'm excited to do a reading for somebody and uh, ultimately give them a, a beautiful painting and beautiful messages from their loved one on the other side whether it's an animal or human And just so you know, what she's going to do for somebody is she is going to, they're going to pick somebody out of the audience Mm -hmm. and she's going to do the painting and she's going to do the reading and she's going to put it all together. It's a $500 value. (laughs) It'll be free for the event. (laughs) And it's her gift for the event, but you can buy one for $500 and it would be, and that is a steal because, uh, um carrie says the most beautiful messages come from them she has two of them so (laughs) that that is so cool so um i want to thank you for being here it's it's been it's been awesome and uh you you're 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 pretty cool dude man 
Oh, thank you, Kevin. You're pretty cool yourself. And I had so much fun being here and talking to you. And this was amazing. And so much love to all your listeners and everybody who's going to watch this later. Love you all so very much. And you know what we're going to be doing in September, if I can talk. Uh, I, I have uh, Allison on the show on Friday. And so I'm going to talk to her about uh, getting having like two or three of you come on at a time on KKNW and take calls from our from the listeners and then you guys can kind of tag team uh coach them up and uh and talk about your gifts and what what uh, how they you can help them live their lives just a little bit better because we're none of us is none of us is 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 who we're going to re, who we really are until we have the opportunity to really work with it yeah. And, and it can't think of it's it's just like at the event at at the behind the power. So somebody's going to come up to you and say, you know, Christine, can we sit down? I, you know, I didn't want to say this during the the in front of everybody, but I'm really feeling touched and would like to talk to you about mm -hmm. it. That's going to happen over and over and over to all of you guys uh, that that are there, and uh, you're going to touch some people in an extraordinarily meaningful way. Oh, I hope so, because it, it just brings me so much joy to bring these beautiful messages to people. And I know it's a sad thing to lose that physical person or that physical animal, but it just brings me so much joy to, to give these messages to someone. And I, it just lights me up inside and I hope it lights them up, too. And I really hope it brings them some peace and healing and just gives them some comfort and to know that they're not alone and that they're still with them and how much they love them. So, you know, my, my best friend Crockett died, um, about 15, no, about 16, 17 years ago now. And he was my best friend dog in the, in the world. And I know he's waiting for me. He's, he passed within two months of my dad. Oh my gosh. And they're together. And, and because he loved that dog as well mm -hmm. and they're, they're waiting. So I'm, I'm excited about seeing him again, but, Absolutely. but as they said in, um, and gladiator not yet not yet, not yet. I mean, meaning not it's not time to go yet got too much to do and and i want to thank you again it's been awesome oh thank you it has been it's been wicked awesome <laughs> <laughs> absolutely it's been wicked awesome if you'll stay right where you are i gotta do this and i'll be right back and i want to thank everybody for listening go to behind the power allisonroberts.com gets you all the information you need what the hell was that hey thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end please give us a like and subscribe to this channel this has been a production of positivetalkradio.net please visit our website oddly named positivetalkradio.net for more details about us and our mission which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.